Rufus, what are you thinking of? Oh, I was just thinking of all the years I've wasted collecting stamps. Live from the Stamp Show Here Today infotainment complex, this is the award-winning Stamp Show Here Today. If you can dream it, we can collect it. Brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center, a nonprofit 501 corporation for the advancement of philately. You can support this witless tosh by joining the Stamp Show Here Today community. The cost is only $10 for a lifetime membership. We are an APS-affiliated club. Listen to the end credits for information on joining. This is Cash. This is Chief Bishop Patriarch Mark. This is Jim. This is Prince Albert in a can. <laughs> so, uh, if today, but you're listening two days from now, uh, the APS sent out an email to all of their people. And uh, uh, by the way, and I've said this a zillion times on the podcast, if you're not an APS member, you really should be an APS member. The APS is a great organization. Your penalty for not being an APS member is that you're not an APS member. Uh, anyway, so what did the uh, email say? Well, they, uh, they're pointing out that a company called that calls themselves Flowers Posted Stamps is using an image uh, taken at the Cleveland show uh, of the first day ceremony for Life Magnified, and it features uh, Ken Martin and Scott English and uh, what I believe to be um, officials from the USPS, and they're using this as an advertising to sell counterfeit postage. You need to explain who Mark English and... Oh, uh, well, it, Scott English. Scott English and somebody else. Okay, I, <laughs> okay, can I redo that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Scott English is the executive director of the APS. He basically runs everything, but he's not the president, but he does run stuff. Ken Martin is the head of the APEX Expertizing. So between the two of them, they have the highest APS credentials that you can imagine, and having them there with the postal authorities in front of the pictures, you know, gives an air of legitimacy. What, so what does the email say? Uh, well, they are complaining to Meta um, that they're using their images to, to sell counterfeit postage. And in the letter that they wrote, they say, the average consumer cannot differentiate between genuine and counterfeit modern U.S. postage without training and special equipment. Instead, they hope and trust that platforms like Facebook or Instagram properly vet their advertisers to protect the consumer. Unfortunately, you do not, and we all suffer as a consequence. Yeah, and so just from a legal standpoint, those who are not aware, um, the picture is basically kind of in public domain. It's a public picture. It shows, you know, the stamps and everything. You can use it any place you want. Feel free. But from a commercial standpoint, the law is very specific that if it is a commercial thing, like you're selling something, you have to have the explicit permission of everybody who is recognizable in the picture. The whole idea is that like he said, you show the people and they say, oh, well, this is legit because these people are here. They're endorsing the product. That's specifically why you're not allowed to use pictures of people without their permission because it does look like the APS is saying these stamps are good when, you know, 
I don't know. It's flowers, postal stamps, right? Yeah, flowers, postal stamps. Um, somehow it doesn't sound like a really official site to me. And so I'm going to throw up a red flag there. They do use the official USPS logo. See, I'm, I'm just amazed and surprised that the counterfeiters don't obey the law yeah. when it comes to advertising. Uh, totally unexpected. And really? Out of, out of nowhere. Yeah. So uh, I, I haven't looked at their site. I don't know what they're selling. I don't know what percentage they're selling. But we will see if they survive very long on uh, Facebook. Um, that's kind of it. Yeah, don't buy your stamps from some place that's called Flowers Stamps. Buy them from the post office. That's Are there penalties for buying counterfeit postage? Oh, well, funny you would bring that up. There's penalties for using it. Um, we po- uh, I post... Uh, Stamp Show Here Today posts on Twitter. I don't call it X. I call it Twitter still. And there was a cover from Britain. And when Britain started putting their barcodes on stamps, I was very curious. You'd like, you're, you got the barcodes. You know it's fake. Um, what are you going to do now? You know, are you going to return a postage due or anything like that? And uh, so, Albert, you're looking at the picture. Why don't you describe it to people? Well, it looks like it was uh, a cover sent by, well, your thing just closed up on me. Um, it's, a, it's, a letter that, it's a letter that was sent by uh, um, a company in Cheshire, and, and it uh, has a first-class barcode stamp, and it has a yellow label that says insufficient postage. There are a number of boxes that they could check. But one thing that was checked was the word counterfeit stamp, and it says fee to pay £2.50, which is about three times what the regular postage would be. Yeah, postage in uh, England is somewhere around 80 cents. And But it's interesting, too, because uh, if you remove the barcode or if you reuse a used stamp or a bunch of other things... The fee is two dollars and uh, two pounds fifty cent- pence. I keep using U.S. I'm, I'm I'm not metric here, so two pounds fifty. Uh, they're charging basically a penalty for using counterfeit stamps, and I like this far more than just you know sending a postage due. This is this is a better slap. It's kind of a mini penalty envelope. Well, what the USPS says that they do is that they treat it as um, as uh, abandoned mail or something. Yeah. yeah, where they just they just toss it. Well, the question I have is, if that's returned to the sender, how do they collect the two fifty? Right. It's not clear whether that was held for ransom and they had to pay the the oh, penalty to get the letter let's back. Let's see here. Let's see. Item paid. Please deliver. So. You pay the two dollars and fifty cents, or two pounds fifty pence. <laughs> Easy for you to say cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, a pound is right about a dollar right now. I know that, but it doesn't matter. They, they don't have. They don't have. It's fifty pence. Yes. Fifty p. So it has this yellow sticker, and underneath it, it says "item paid, please deliver." So somebody paid the two pound fifty. 
Um, Somebody wanted it, no matter what, as a as a souvenir of or as what a piece of postal history. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and it's actually stamped three times. Item paid. Please deliver. So. Uh, yeah, but that's an interesting one because you would also get a two pound fifty penalty if you cut off the barcode. So that's interesting. Uh, but I am really, really super happy to see that. That That's a cool thing. I Like I said, I wish the U.S. Post Office would do something like that. Because it's so, I mean, it's so easy for England to do it, or Britain. Where was this from? This was from U.K. I don't know where Cheshire is, but I'm going to guess that it's in Britain. Um, the ease of detecting counterfeit stamps is so high right now that there just isn't any reason for the U.S. Post Office not to return these or do something. And I think just trashing them, that's not enough of a penalty. The person has to know because, well, I sell on eBay, and I just got an item returned. And it went to Netherlands, and this had a legitimate stamp on it and everything like that. Um, it was returned as undeliverable. It was mailed July 22nd, and I just got it back today. So I'm sure I refunded this, you know, which, by the way, let's talk about that later on, too. Um, but getting it back in my hands two months later is a far bigger penalty than if they just would have taken this and thrown thrown it in a incinerator someplace. Uh, I think that the U.S. Post Office is kind of, I'm not sure, on a legal standpoint, they're probably fine because they have big attorneys, but, you know, you're going to get sued by somebody who, you know, says, no, I, I'm an attorney and I don't agree with your attorney. But I think that Britain returning it with a two dollar or two pound fifty penalty, oh, heaven to my ears <laughs> or eyes. I guess I didn't hear it. I saw it. <laughs> it. Says on here the label. It says insufficient address. Not delivered as addressed. Oh, insufficient address. Yes, that's the box that's checked. Mm, it looks like it's sufficient address to me, but maybe it, it maybe it's. There's some way in the order of the, wor the words it's, it doesn't make any sense to the people in the, in the postal authorities in the Netherlands. Yeah, something. Or the, post, the postal carrier doesn't like the recipient. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what's inside of it. Oh, well, I'll check and see who... Uh, it's who now, it's now, a piece of, a, now a piece of postal history. Yeah. That, that was a uh, eBay purchase? Yeah, somebody bought something so on eBay. So the address you would have pulled from whatever they put... Is Their address today, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I use 6-Bit. Six 6-Bit six is fantastic. Yeah, all eBay sellers should uh, check it out if you sell a lot of stuff. But on 6-Bit, you just hit a button, and it takes the information from eBay and prints it on a print label. And I didn't handwrite this. It, it's just this is the address that eBay has. And so I just printed it on a sticker. Stuck it on the envelope, so if it's insufficient, it's because the person didn't put a sufficient address into eBay. That said, I also today got an email 
and it says, you are a top-rated seller. Congratulations, you've qualified for top-rated seller status by consistently meeting global seller performance standards. And they lie, because I didn't, and I spoke with this on the podcast three months ago, and I was complaining to hell because um, when... I went to substandard. For those of you who have heard this, you've heard it. For those of you who didn't, I'll go over it again. Um, you know, things happen and stuff gets missed and lost in the mail and stuff. So, But eBay doesn't complain unless, or eBay doesn't complain to you unless you have 2% of your items. So this particular month, I was hovering kind of low. I was like, like 1.7 or something like that. I sold some items that I shouldn't have. And I was, and I went in and I canceled the sales and I said, sorry, my inventory system, my bad. And it, and I canceled and refunded about five items. And that put me from like a 1.7 to a 2.1. So I immediately went to substandard. And we dis I discussed that, you know, there's things that I'm going to do now. I'm just not going to, if I make a mistake like this, I can't afford it because it took me three months to get back to top-rated seller. And over that three months, I paid an extra 3% of commissions on thousands of dollars of sales. So it was very expensive. And uh, now I'm back up. I don't have to pay this penalty anymore. And Kayla, who, who uh, we go to lunch with, uh, she said, well, it's a penalty. Or it's, you know, it, it's a punishment. And it goes, it's not a punishment. A punishment would be like, you know, you, you need to stop listing or something like that. This is just a, mm, you, you are not as nice a person as we think you are, so we're going to charge you more money. We set an arbitrary level at which... You are no longer preferred. Yeah, you're not. You yeah. don't get the preferred pricing anymore. So, Cash, we talked about this at lunch too. What? Uh, how can we avoid it as sellers on eBay having that happen to us? Well, first thing, you're not. It, it, it's difficult a lot of times. Um, what Kayla said she did, which I kind of liked, was. She would write to the person and say, hey, I don't have this item. Can you cancel the sale? And so then the buyer cancels it. And if the buyer cancels it, he doesn't get any. You don't get a penalty if you're a buyer. Right. If you're a seller, you get a penalty. You get a strike. But if the buyer cancels it, then you don't have any problem. So she writes in and says, I don't have this item, but I have this item, you know, cancel the order and I'll send you this one. And so you cancel the order and you work it out that way. Um, other things are, you know, you just have to work it out so that it doesn't count as you messing up your inventory. And I'll leave that to people's imagination because I'm not going to advise you on how to break the rules. Well, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, what I was, there are obvious ways of breaking the rules here. What I was um, concerned about or thought would be interesting is that um, if you 
In other words, if you just refund something, that's a strike against you. Yeah, they count it as a strike. Yeah. yeah. Even though you voluntarily <clears throat> refund. Yeah. Oops, yeah. I blew it. Yeah. Well, it, it doesn't even have to be like that. For example, if you sell an item and then the, um, and then the buyer uh, messages you, messages you through eBay message system saying, oh, I made a mistake. I didn't really, I don't really want this item. Can you cancel the order? If you do that, it strikes against you. So in that case, that's, that's where you want to follow Kayla's advice to say, um, no, actually, would you please use yeah, eBay's you system need to, do that, yeah. to, to request to cancel the, the yeah. sale? Yeah, and the other thing that comes to mind is um, on the eBay platform, you don't always have a direct contact with the customer outside of eBay. Yeah. And so if they're not a return customer, uh, you don't, I guess you could write a letter to the address. No. but yeah. That's really old-fashioned. No. <laughs> no, this was an anomaly that will not happen again. But it, it has happened from time to time. But the anomaly was I was doing a dump. Mm -hmm. A lot of old stuff. So, you know, I put like, I don't know, like 200 items up for auction just to get rid of them. They, they're old. They're out of here. You know, if you... And I started them at a penny. So, you know, some of them sold for postage plus a penny but it's out of my inventory system well the hitch was i just highlighted a bunch of them and i accidentally highlighted some that were already sold or that i couldn't find or various reasons that they were gone you know it's really old so who knows whether i sold it or you know you we're talking about things that may have been on ebay for two three four years and you know, they're still listed, but they've already sold. So uh, when I put them up for auction, you know, that week, everything closed. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, out of these couple hundred items, you know, five of them shouldn't have been listed. They're gone. So, uh, you know, now I know to double check that. But the uh, you know, eBay can get you if you do not comply to their um numbers requirements and if you're a seller go to your my selling status and look at the numbers okay, there's another thing that uh, Carla told me that I have to check out and that's that eBay labels um, which used to be yeah I don't know four dollars and 53 cents minimum I think that's what it is right now but it has tracking and everything else and that's cheap cheaper than certified mail and a lot cheaper than registered mail. Um, they have a normal letter rate. That's correct. If you sell something that is uh, $20 or less, you can um, use eBay to create the shipping label, and it will include tracking for first-class mail. Yeah, I gotta, I'm going to start using that. That's, that's, <laughs> that's going to go immediately. I just have to make sure that I can use it with whatever printer because I don't know how big the labels are. I mean, if it's like the normal label that you have to cut out with scissors and then tape it to the envelope. I'm not sure if it's um, how I, – I, it's been a long time since I've set it up, but mine is set up for the half-page size label. So um, when I print out that label, I just peel it off and, and stick it on the front of the envelope and fold the – you know, the extra part underneath. Oh, so you use like a um, sticker stock? Right, yes. Mm, that's pretty smart. 
So oh, so it's a half sheet. So then after you use the one half, you turn it over and you use the other half. Uh, you could do it that way too, yeah. I, I just mine have just a label on one half and blank on the other. So I just use a full sheet. But uh, but I, I believe you can actually select um, the size that, that it prints out on. Hmm. So, yeah, just getting the right label stock probably solves a lot of that problem. Do you... Uh, you have to pull up each individual seller, I assume, and print the label. Right. Yeah. Uh, for each individual sale. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it works if if they if they buy two items that are both less than twenty dollars. Um, it, it sometimes still works, but if it's uh, if it's twenty one dollars, then you then you can't use it. You know, you'd have to go with the with the. Uh, the higher value, the three dollars or four dollars, whatever they charge. Yeah, it's four uh, four fifty three. Right. And I had a problem last time. Uh, for some reason, it wouldn't allow me to ship it to China. I can, it it would come up. Try again later. I tried again later, like three days in a row, and it just kept giving me the same error message. Try again later. And so finally, you know, if, if after three days, there's no, you know, it's not going to fix itself on a fourth day. So I just mailed it like I normally would. But uh, be aware that, you know, I had some problems mailing stuff to China. Yeah. The, the $20, that, I think that's for domestic only. But as Yeah, I understand, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is only for domestic. I know that. But a huge amount of my domestic sales are $20 or less. Mm -hmm. So... If I can find a good way, easy way to print them, yeah, it works for it works for um, like number ten, number nine size envelopes. It doesn't work for large envelopes. It doesn't give you that option. So if you if if it's larger than six by nine, um, you can't use the that particular um, service because the uh, ounces don't or the 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 value doesn't match because. The Postal Service charges a little bit extra for large envelopes. Right. It could be uh, oversized or uh, what, what do they call it? Uh, um, yeah, uh, the, the, the large envelope rate. Yeah, they, they have a yeah. term for it. And it's also if it's like too stiff. and Right. Then stuff. it becomes a package. Not, not non non-machinable. Oh, non-machinable. That's right, it. Yeah. Non-machinable. Yeah, that's that's a completely different item as well. But, uh, but yeah, I'm not sure if there are sellers who use the that service for large envelopes and get away with it um if you do let us know well it's you get a three cent discount also yeah so it's 63 cents instead of 66 but on the other side i use discount postage so i'm paying like 35 cents to send a 66 cent envelope and I got a lot of postage. <laughs> but, yeah, if I can figure it out, there there are some definite advantages to this over the savings from discount postage. Right, yeah, the tracking is, is, yeah. is the big thing. So you, you use it now, right? Yes, I do. How do you print your labels? Uh, with a laser printer using the half sheet um, with this, with, where half of it's a sticker. Oh, okay. And, uh, Jim, are you, are you selling on eBay still? The short answer is yes, but I'm not using that program. Oh, okay. Oh, the other thing too is I is I use my first day envelopes that are franked with UN stamps oh, yeah. as the envelope to, to for those stickers. Uh, the people who have purchased from me notice that they get a lot of Canada. Actually, I stopped using the Canada ones because 
the paper is too thin, and I did lose an order where the um, the paper stock gave way because the envelopes are old. But the UN envelopes, they're like heavy linen. Those are great envelopes. And, you know, it just cover up the uh, whatever the UN stamp is. The people at the post office don't care. So uh, there's some uh, information for you eBay sellers and uh, some information on, uh, you know, what not to do when selling counterfeit postage stamps. Anything else? Then happy collecting. We need your help. Nothing on the internet is free, including our phone and internet connections. So you can support the podcast by joining the Stamp Show Here Today Club. The cost is $10 for a lifetime membership. Please include your APS member number as we are an APS-affiliated club. Your support is greatly appreciated. Our brand new spanking address is 5965 Harrison Drive, Suite 6 in Las Vegas, Nevada, 89120. You left out the word glorious. Fabulous. <laughs> because you don't put that on the letter. Oh. Well, you could. You could, yeah. You could, yeah. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun, but now the time has come to go. If this silkom was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! <laughs> Stamp collecting happens when we dream together.